and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, feeling, doing, that ultimately attempts to get us connected, or at least more connected. Uh, Our topic for our show today is 2023 and our gentle intentions for the new year. And hosting with me today is Rick Bernardo. Welcome, Rick. I'm being gentle already. <laughs> Good. Good morning. <laughs> Good. Uh, I I don't know why it struck me more this year. It seems like maybe it's coming out of COVID still, and uh, there's these bold resolutions every year. I'm I'm a little nervous around anything that you know is a proclamation. Uh, find the new you. It it it's a little weird. Um, it's like the old you has passed its expiration date and you've become the sour milk at the end of December. <laughs> and, and I I don't think that, that we need to do that. I, I, I don't think we've soured. I, I think we're still in pretty good shape. Um, I also am puzzled why we have New Year's at the darkest time. <laughs> yeah. You know, why, you know, uh-huh. You'd think like New Year would be in the spring. You know, where there's at least the sense of like beginnings. That would help. It would. It would help me feel yeah. like there's like there is something changing. But then the more I thought about it, the more I started thinking, well, maybe it is a good time because wintering kind of gives you a time to slow down mm-hmm. and reflect. And even though I don't think it makes sense to like fire your last year self and hire this new year self, um, I do think we can set some intentions. And something that struck me uh, that I saw the other day, a quote that I just loved, just a reminder that you don't have to make resolutions or huge decisions or big proclamations. You can just set some sweet intentions and take each day as it comes. What occurs to me is uh, it's a good time of year to admit I'm a little bit in the dark, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's let's try to find our way from here. Well, <laughs> Keep what it a, real. One of the ways is, I think is always looking um, looking to what's been written. You know, ideas I love to read. Um, there's and I love Albert Einstein. He's such an an interesting man. One of the quotes that I was drawn to in thinking about this uh, was, do not grow old. No matter how long you live, never cease to stand like curious children before the great mystery into which we were born. And what I love about that is not only is it a sense of being a lifelong learner, um, I also love Einstein and his sense of time. He really didn't believe there was time. I mean, we've created time as a construct. But it reminded me of another conversation I had with someone who said, you know, I may be in my 70s, but I'm still a child because I lived through being a child. I'm still a teenager because I lived through being a teenager. I lived through being 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and I can have all of it now. I don't have to be time-bound. Um, it's not the past. It's the evolution of me. And that resonated with me. There are times I still feel like I'm very much the little child as well as the teenager that's rebellious and the 20s. I have all these things because I've lived those things. I have just had a, 
a quick exchange with Gina Barreca, who's uh, that woman that wrote a book that I hope to talk with here on Connections Radio. Uh-huh. She wrote that book called They Used to Call Me Snow White, But I Drifted. <laughs> and she is an expert on humor, academia, uh-huh. and uh, she's a professor at UConn. Anyway, she was just asking the question to certain groups, um, what is old? Right. And I, you know, uh, I try to find a, a cheeky truth generally to and she said, and I said, old is the, the the degree to which we stop living in wonder. That and just old parts. <laughs> parts do get old. <laughs> yeah. Time time does have an impact. Uh, that that I do agree with. But there there is something in our soul mm. yeah. that is ageless uh, and has had the experience that um, allows us to experience things through experience life through. A filter, if nothing else, um, that just widens versus well, the, that was then and this is now. Uh, I don't think we have to to dismiss the past. Mm-hmm. But with that comes intentions uh, and looking to the future. I like gentle intentions. Uh, looking at it from a uh, well, I call it a spiritual point of view. There is, um, I think, there's a part of finding our voice. That's like our prayer. It is who we are and who we want to be when we search for our voice. Um, and Bell Hooks, who's a writer, well, that's her. Her name really is Gloria Jean Watkins, but she goes oh. by the you know Bell Hooks. Wow. And Bell had such a beautiful way. I thought of looking at um, what does it mean to look uh, for hope. I want a gentle intention that that's around hope. And she, she says, I want to be a place in the world where people can engage in one another's differences in a way that is redemptive, full of hope and possibility. And to me, that's a spiritual intention. No, I love that. Yeah. And you were talking to me the other day about something that you found really interesting in looking at spirituality differently. I was, and I'm always doing that sort of thing, just, uh, just saying, here's what I found, here's what I, here's my question. But there was um, <clears throat> actually, <clears throat> it goes back a couple of months into December, uh, there was uh, a, a number of articles in Religion News Service and others about um, two uh, PhD students. Uh, one is named Elizabeth Schrader, and the other is Joan Taylor. They're from Duke University and King's College. I think one of those is not in the U.S. And they did a really rigorous study of church history and translations uh, about Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. And uh, to try to put it in a nutshell, they are more than suggesting, actually claiming that Mary of Magdala, which is how that's interpreted, that she came from some place. And there's all kinds of research about where the heck is Magdala? You know, like where is that spot? And there is a history of seeing Mary Magdalene as a, you know, a either a prostitute or some kind of uh, no no somebody that's n- it was less than was was saved or something <laughs> yes, and yes. just you know all and got that. to hang around and I, I, they are looking at all, most of the evidence including the translations of that word to say that that was the magdala 
was uh, in the languages in first that it first came up was more uh, meant tower. It meant Ma Mary the magnified, Mary the, the the tall one in terms of character, mm -hmm. and and it refers to her as a tower of the early. Christian community, not a location, but more about who this person was to them. And that gives me chills when I think about that, how that can change uh, all kinds of things about our view uh, today and then. Uh, it, it also changes, it could potentially change um, our view of our own spirituality. Um, I know growing up in the church, having the pronoun he um, was always hard for me. I mean, I I, oh, yeah. I liked thinking that there was God the Mother and God the Father, but God the Mother just never got any play. You know, there was yeah, never a yeah. sense of the female voice in that. And I know you were mentioning the other day about how how pronouns seem to be um, something that we are are more acknowledging and embracing. There's, there's but a, how could yeah. that be applied there's a to whole spirituality of that in our practices and languages for young and old? Mm -hmm. How do we apply that to humans? But also, uh, there's been a lot, a lot of churches for years have been practicing. How do we talk about divinity and sac sacredness without well, with multiple gender terms and all that? So, mm -hmm. how do we honor? everybody properly uh, in, in a way that magnifies everybody, to use that word again. Um, yeah, I think this is, it's really important. And I think that could be a gentle intention for the year is to be – for me, it's looking at, again, the voice. Uh, what's the female voice uh, of spirituality? Um, it, a lot of spirituality does seem to, at least over the last – hundreds, maybe thousands of years <laughs> to have a little bit more of the, the male dominance. And, and that's an interesting thing to pursue. What, what, does a, what does a woman's voice, what does a woman's spirituality, what does that really look like? Um, and as we – if we're looking at like uh, spirituality, intellectual, uh, emotional, physical, I, I see those things as I, I believe, I think, I feel, I do um, – in looking at feeling, do you have a gentle intention for yourself for the year ahead in feeling? In feeling? Yeah. Uh, I really like it when I'm open and I'm open most of the time, which mm -hmm. is why I kind of get goofy and silly because mm -hmm. uh, ideas come to me and I just blurt them out. Uh, but I, I think that's my most sacred tool is an ability to just stop and be open and listen. That's uh, where humor comes from, music, creative ideas on what do we do with the next radio show. Anything mm -hmm. important comes mm -hmm. from just sort of a, a dialogue with some other person mm -hmm. or some other energy. It doesn't even have to be a person. And so staying open to that I think is my most treasured. It's not even a, a thing. It's a, it's a, more of a path. It's more of a practice. When I hear you say that, it, it, for me – I hear – I when I hear something, it's I'm thinking. But when um, when I listen to something, mm. it's with my heart, when I'm really listening at a deeper level. That's a great way to put it too, and, sure. And that's an emotional. You know, We can think about things and it doesn't necessarily have to connect to our heart. But to deeply listen, I think it has to move our heart in some way, shape or form or resonate in such a way. 
that I think that's why there's such an emphasis more on telling stories versus um, here are the facts, just the facts. <laughs> and what are facts? That's another thing that we've talked about in terms of looking at what's the difference between um, a fact and truth. There's all kinds of truth. Uh, we, we talk about that, you know, a lot. So. And so there's lots of good connections that, that we're making today and thinking about. And we're encouraging the audience to be thinking about what are your gentle intentions for the year? Um, what kind of conversations do you want around you and for you and all that? And we're going to be having conversations today. We're going to have some folks who've been oh, on yeah. our show. Yeah. we. I don't know if we mentioned that. We're going to have a ge- yes. guests on the phone. Yep. They're yep. real though. Yes. And they'll be calling in and they'll be talking <laughs> about their gentle intentions for the year. So thank you for joining us and thank you for thinking about your gentle intentions. And we'll be right back after a few commercials. Glad you've joined us. Welcome to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, and we like to talk about ideas that matter. And today we are talking about gentle intentions for 2023. And joining mm-hmm. me hosting today is Rick Bernardo. That's Welcome. me. Hi. Good morning. And Rick, you've invited someone. I invite people to all kinds of things. That's part of uh, being open and part of the joy of living. Uh, We have Lauren Neamey with us. Uh, I know Lauren Neamey from In the Heart of the Beast Theater work, uh, where he's executive director, but also his uh, long story of storytelling uh, and poetry and authoring and and really being a connection for community voices. So anyway, good morning, Lauren. Good morning. <laughs> nice. It's a nice wrap-up of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to summarize your life just yet, so it's. I know it's open. We were ju- we were actually talking about the the truths of stories uh, and how they can serve us, and we didn't we didn't even explore it yet. So it's a perfect it's a perfect to have you on yet. Uh, but anyway, what, what is what is uh, what is opening up for you this year? Or uh, I mean, you you heard maybe Lori talking about what we're look, trying to look at uh, for this next year. Well, for, um, there are three things for me that are that are opening up. Um, on a on a cultural level, um, I think that uh, audiences are starting to come back. Um, you know, um, which is which is really lovely. To as a storyteller, I'd much rather tell to an audience, to live people in the room, than I would on Zoom. And uh, <laughs> so I'm, you know. Opportunities to tell to live audiences are emerging once again in post-pandemic. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to. Wonderful. Yeah. And again, that's tell us more about why that connection, that live connection, is so important to you. Well, the the reality is is that every story is told to someone, even if that someone is yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if it's you know, even if you're the audience for for you're trying to figure out what the story is. But when you when you're in a room with an actual audience, you know there is a uh, I'm going to use the word there is a psychological and an emotional connection that takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, the audience gives me clues as to what they are receiving, whether I should tell more or less, whether you know where the humor is, where the where the fear is, or the anticipation, and and as I'm telling and I'm 
seeing and feeling and reading the audience, you know, I'm adjusting the story uh, so that to, to emphasize those things. When you shared that, I had this image of you being in the middle of lots of crossroads, that you're in the intersection of many story paths. And in that story path, you create a, a relationship and a, a connection with all of those intersections of, of life paths that get expressed, whether it be in a, a laugh or whether it be just in their presence. Just we, I think we, we, we don't give ourselves enough credit to sense in to community and what that community feels like. You're right, exactly. You know, I mean, the difference between storytelling and, and theater is that in theater you're often working from a script. Mm-hmm. And the script prescribes these are the words you are going to say and this mm-hmm. is the response you're going to have to other actors or to, mm-hmm. you know. But in storytelling, you have the flexibility to, to, um, to be in the room right now with the audience. And uh, there's a, I've always enjoyed that. That's one of the, one of the great joys of storytelling. So that when I, I have, whatever story I have, I mean, the core, the bones of the story remain the same, but the flesh on those bones shifts, and sometimes dramatically, depending on who the audience is and where. And Lauren, you know, in, in, in uh, stand-up comedy and music, that, that's, the, that's the deal all the time. And so there's, this is a form of uh, creativity and, and, and recital all at the same time. I have, yep. I have a question for you about story. You're telling a story, and you're a wonderful storyteller. But are you learning more about – I mean, I also want to say you have a, a very distinct voice. You've, you've, over the years, have culled your experience into understanding your voice. Do you grow in understanding your voice through storytelling and through these adaptions, or is it more of an exploration of those experiences that just come to life? Well, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, interestingly enough, that leads me to the second thing I've been thinking oh, about good. this year. Good, good, good. Which is, you know, um, so at, at my age, um, it would be easy to fall into simple habit, and mm-hmm. habit isn't hap- uh, habit isn't helpful, uh, particularly not for the creation of the art. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm trying to think: okay, how can I approach the the work I do as a beginner? Where you know, and and my intention is to to learn. <laughs> my intention is to um, to do more uh, exploration of both style and technique. The beginner's mind is such a beauty. Uh, it's such a beautiful yeah. thing to think about in art, especially. It is. It is, and and I'm going to have, um, you know, I'm going to have some opportunities to to actually do that this year, which is which is lovely. So. Our experience in common, Lauren, of, of teaching in different areas. You know, uh, we always know that this the teacher is ever the student. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. And do yes. you have uh, do you have another intention for the year? Well, my my third intention is a uh, is kind of oddly specific, which is that um, after forty three years of being intimately connected with the National Storytelling Network, being not only a member but being a you know being on committees, being chairs of committees, being on the board of directors, being the chair of the board of directors twice now. I'm actually done with that. I've, re- I've retired. Huh. <laughs> um, but 
in the in the in the, in the meanwhile, the local storytelling organization, Story Arts Minnesota, <clears throat> has uh, has brought me on the board, and um, so I my one of my local intentions is is to see how. Well, there are two parts to it. One is to see how Story Arts Minnesota can flourish, <clears throat> and the other is that, <clears throat> excuse me, in relationship to my own pandemic process, the creation of the American School of Storytelling, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, we've now, in the, in the American School, we're not only offering on, online classes, but we've begun offering in-person performance Ooh, uh, nice. at the Briar in Northeast Minneapolis. So second Wednesday of the month. Well, it sounds like a wonderful evolution. And we just have a little bit of time. So is AmericanSchoolOfStorytelling.com, is that something we can share with people? Yep, AmericanSchoolOfStorytelling.com, no spaces in between. We'll get you to it. And also share your book and how we can get your book. Uh, Two books. One is uh, uh, What Haunts Us, which is uh, available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or um, I think I think Eat My Words actually has copies on the shelf, and the other is um, uh, Breviary for the Lost, which is the new one, which is the poetic memoir of my religious life. Um, that is also it, sh- it should be available on Amazon. I know it's on Barnes and Noble, <clears throat> and again, I think you might excuse me, Eat My Words has uh, has copies. <clears throat> Thanks. Thank you so much, uh, Lauren. My, my, Oh, thank you. Yep. I'm sorry that my voice seems to have uh, taken a, a leave of absence. No, it's all good. You were very clear. <laughs> it's awesome. And um, I love your intentions for the year. And perhaps you'll consider coming back in December, and we can talk about how those intentions went for all of us. I'm always game to chat with you guys. All right. We look forward Thanks, to Lauren. it. Thanks, Lauren. Have a good one. And we'll be right back just after a few short commercials. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, and we talk about ideas that matter. Today, we are talking about gentle intentions for ourselves and others for 2023. And my um, co-host, Rick Bernardo, is with us today and has invited um, some of our past guests to to join us and talk about their intentions. I did. I I admit to that. Uh, We've got Ann Sawyer with us, who uh, I know from In the Heart of the Beast Theater, but she does so many things in so many creative ways from uh, books and art. And uh, I just was seeing her. She's the product of wearable (laughs) art contraptions uh, that we will see at Lake Harriet uh, with children's uh, art contraptions of of like Tutti Frutti Jalopy. Anyway, I'm still giggling at like, how how do you even explain any of this? Hi, Ann. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, good, good morning, Anne. We're so glad that you joined us today. And uh, I do. I, I'm. I, I was amused by the pictures. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about this um, this program that's going to be out at, at Lake Harriet, and then we'll we'll jump sure. back to having uh, <laughs> Anne share with us about her intentions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, this is a, a fun little project. Um, there's this, uh, you, you are probably aware that we have just this amazing art car community here in Minnesota, uh, artists who call themselves cartists, and um, <laughs> they, they have these fancifully decorated, 
beautiful um, cars that are reminiscent of the Tap Tap, which are the decorated buses in Haiti um, that are public transportation. So anyway, uh, here we have, uh, there's uh, one of the, the people who's very active in that is a former uh, artistic director of Forecast Public Arts. His name is Jack Becker. And Jack um, and Jan uh, Elfman from, you know, as a cork truck fame, uh, decided that they wanted to do this wearable art car contraption thing to make it more accessible for the larger community to join in. And uh, we have these art shanties that happen every year at Lake Harriet, which is a whole other thing. And so the art car people uh, do did a parade last year. Everybody made a wearable art contraption. Oh, and then we paraded out <laughs> every weekend. And they were just cars made from various things like cardboard and, and recycled uh, political signs and stuff like that. But <laughs> wonderful outfits. And so now we're taking it to the schools. And it's funded, um, this particular residency is funded through Art Start. Nice. Which is located in St. Paul. And so Carol Sarine partnered with um, Jack Becker to bring this. And then they hired me uh, as a, an art car person to go in and teach it with Terry Fahey. Oh, nice. uh, I don't know if you know Tara Fahey, but she's a wonderful artist as well and longtime collaborator of mine. So all kinds of connections. Uh, so. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, it, yeah. it's wonderful because another one of my intentions is I want to go out and, and be part of more events with community. I think the COVID made us a little shy about getting back into community. And I, I love hearing about the good community celebrations that are out there. So tell me about your, do you have gentle intentions, your, your intentions for the year ahead? We're not saying resolutions or proclamations. We're just like, <laughs> what, what kind of gentle things do we want for ourselves? Yeah, yeah. So um, my gentle intentions, boy, you know, um, I, I am looking forward to hopefully writing and painting more. Mm. Um, you know, uh, as, a, as an artist that works out in the community a lot, um, I do get a lot of fulfillment from that, but I also uh, sometimes need to refill the cup for myself. Mm -hmm. And um, because 2022 was sort of a, you know, we everything came roaring back. Yes, like it was a coming out party. <laughs> it was, oh my goodness. And it just, it, I got slammed. Yeah. And I, I didn't really know what to do, how to handle it, because I had become used to a different sort of pace. Mm-hmm. And um, the, there were things that were really awful and scary about the shutdown and um, and and the pandemic and and the extended uh, what's going to happen kind of thing that we all dealt with. Mm -hmm. But um, but and and so of course I was glad to get out there in the world and and be with people and do art and stuff like that. But I also uh, wasn't I didn't have the self care things in place. Mm -hmm. um, anymore. I didn't know how to do that uh, after having been more at home and doing things. Uh, a lot of stuff went by the wayside. So what I'd like to do is do some more like painting for fun. Um, I have a, a friend, Susan Hirschmugel, who she was a, a wonderful artist and she one year decided to paint a hundred things that she loved. Um, and she just painted little paintings on cardboard, little like, you know, small, like maybe mm -hmm. six by six pieces of cardboard. And she would paint like her teapot or her plants uh -huh. or her knitting. Uh -huh. And it was a great exercise in gratitude and, um, you know, a low pressure way to practice painting. And I thought, wow, that would be kind of a fun 
exercise. Um, and we're just doing some writing. Um, I'm going to go on a writing retreat with Teatro del Pueblo sometime in March. Oh, that sounds so, like great fun. When you mentioned yeah. when you mentioned painting, I was invited to come to this online painting thing. And I was nervous about it. It's like, oh, I don't know how to paint. Why am I doing this? You know, I, I, I'm not good at this. And it was wonderful. The The artist who was teaching, she says, we're all artists. Um, but mm-hmm, yeah. it's how we judge ourselves that, that limit us. And instead of looking at this as you're creating art, why not just take this as this is a way that you can, like, deal with stress? <laughs> and this mm-hmm. is like a stress reliever mm-hmm. to just – Mm-hmm. pursue painting something and it was as long as it was like oh i don't have to create art because there's a whole sort of thing about you know am i good enough to create art it's like no this is my stress relief and and when i did that i, I think my art became more interesting because i didn't impose that there had to be a right way to do it and it, it was it was yeah. really nice i mean I look at it and go, oh, it's, it's okay. But what I really like about it is yeah. there was in those moments, I didn't have an internal monologue about what it should be or what I should be doing instead of this. I just enjoyed the moment of playing with color and the texture of paint on a canvas. And, you know, every every one of us interpreted the picture differently. That was kind of fun at the end. <laughs> you know, we had a picture to draw from, but none of us wanted to, like, completely imitate that so I, I think that I want to encourage I say this because I want to encourage the audience that we can paint too you know if we want to that that's kind of a nice thing mm-hmm. to do and and you yeah, work you yeah. do you teach art too don't you I do yeah art and writing and you know I, uh, all kinds of things yes and so I do I, I feel like part of part of what being a a facilitator of other people's creativity is, <clears throat> excuse me, is is really sort of uh, inviting people to just show up mm-hmm. with you know and not and not get too concerned or bunched up. And the the thing is, is that I my intention for myself this year is to do that for myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear because, that. Yeah. How, yeah, to, yeah. How, how to be the gentle guide for your own soul. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I think I think you have to refill the cup sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Without, you know, losing the wonderful, glorious being out there in the world mm-hmm. stuff, there has mm-hmm. to be some balance. And I think I'm seeking some balance. I, it, for me, it also gets back to hearing our own voice on what we need. I think sometimes we override our voice because we are giving to others. So how do we get more in tune with, you know, I, I need a timeout. It was interesting. Uh, last week, I, I have a coach. I have an executive coach. First time I've ever had an executive coach. And I was doing all the solutions of things that I thought needed to happen. And, and she said, you know, just stop. How do you feel about that? I went, feel? <laughs> How do I feel? <laughs> it's like I recognize that I override feeling about what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I, I can I decompartmentalize it somehow and, and I'm like, well this is the solution and this is what we have to do and this is and chop it down into little blocks of things that you know are manageable, blah 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 blah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, feel? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a concept. <laughs> how, do, mm-hmm. how do I feel yeah. about that? And, I, and one thing about art is that it does allow you I think more flexibility in, in feeling and encouraging that. Sometimes in the day to day, you know, to do list, the feelings can uh, be overridden. 
And both you and Anne mentioned different kind of voices and different expressions of our our inner beings. And, uh, you know, Anne, I, when I teach ethics, I talk about different voices in our heads. And, and some students are like, you know, <clears throat> what voice? And I go, the voice that just asks you to ask me that. You know, like, <laughs> like, uh, and if you think that's your voice, who's who's talk, who's that voice talking to in your head? You know, <laughs> so, so anyway, um, there's sometimes a, a voices we have to stop and listen to that haven't been um, able to chime in just yet, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah. And I think um I think 2022 for me was about being a human doing mm-hmm. and yep, maybe yep. not so much a human being. Mm-hmm. And um and you know again, it's you know, there were some really wonderful things. I mean, I got to make a 16-foot backpack stilt puppet uh for Open Eye Figure Theater's musical called Hairball. I got to make a, a a a big a Bigfoot puppet. Um <laughs> and then the big baby big Foot as well, oh, and that was darling. a challenge. It was it was so much fun, and you know that show took place on the roof of the Bakken Museum, um, and you know, uh, Heart of the Beast went back to Minnesota Orchestra. We were doing the Halloween show, you know, so I got to be a dancing skeleton and <laughs> rock troll, uh, and and wow. I worked with uh, women at um, Heart House who are struggling with substance abuse. Uh, we did some writing and um, felting and embroidery, and I got to. I mean, there were all these wonderful things. There was a, a, an abundance of good things, um, and and I have to. But the, the the thing is, is that sometimes it's about well, I'm doing all these things, and I'm I, I have to stop and enjoy them. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You must. One quick question for you before we let you go: Are there some things coming up that you want to be promoting that you want to take this chance to let folks know that are happening in 2023? A class, perhaps, or a program coming up? I think we may have lost Anne. Um, I was going to mention Anne what? Sawyer Art, by the way. <laughs> yes, there you go. Dot com. It's a great, it's a wonderful website. Uh, Anne, if... You don't want us to share that. Just shake your head. <laughs> we, don't right. see, we don't see her. She's calling in. Anyway, Anne, I think we may have lost you, but thank you so much for joining us and sharing about um, your gentle intentions for being uh, in the year ahead. That was perfect. We're, we're going to uh, go to commercials now, and we're going to come back, and we have one more guest joining us to talk about gentle intentions for the year ahead, which I think you'll very much enjoy. So be back in just a few moments. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, and I'm so glad that you've joined our conversation today as we've been exploring 2023 and gentle intentions. No big proclamations, no big revolutions. We are looking at how are we evolving and what are things that we want for ourselves and others. And I have Rick Bernardo co-hosting today, and you have invited some wonderful guests, and you have an invited guest for this segment as well. I do, not to brag, but I have, there's another guest. Her name is Brittany Parker. Uh, and just while it's in my head, locally grown comedy uh, is the website. Uh, is it dot org or dot com, Brittany? It is locallygrowncomedy.com. .com. All right. I didn't want to get it wrong, send people <laughs> off into another dimension of the web. Uh, so good morning, Brittany. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And we're so glad you're here to share about your 
gentle intentions for the year ahead, as well as some of the the cool work that you're doing. Um, you know, we we've talked about intellectual, emotional, um, spiritual. We haven't talked as much about physical, and I think a lot of times people look at the new year as being the time to make their physical, you know, resolutions. But maybe we can look at physical a little differently. But you had some fun with physical in your last sketch that you just posted. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So Locally Grown Comedy is a sketch comedy company that has about 80 actors from the Twin Cities involved. Um, We do sketch comedy about things that are happening in our world today. We do... Then we do some parodies and whatnot, and our latest one is sort of a parody on the fact that, you know, the second that clock hits midnight (laughs) and becomes January 1st, everyone starts saying, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to lose all this weight, (laughs) and it's more so, you know, it's what it more so, in my my head at least, a healthier view on that should maybe be, you know, I'm just going to keep my body active this year. I'm going to work on, you know, enjoying the body I have and but also, you know, being active. And yeah. so we made this sketch called the OG Gosh Fitness Watch, <laughs> which is you betcha. a play on how, you know, I mean, <laughs> oh, you betcha. I mean, how many people have you seen going, oh, I just haven't reached my 10,000 steps today. Um, I'm one of those. I am obsessed. I am obsessed with my steps. I, I admit it. I am, I am <laughs> a Minnesota obsessed step person. most people are person. who have a Fitbit. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. So we have we did a we did a sketch on that and it's called the OG Gosh Fitness Watch <laughs> and it plays on the obsession of looking at your Fitbit and relying on it and also Minnesota's mm, for lack of better words passive aggressiveness <laughs> um, and, and, so, and odd competitiveness as well. Of course, you get it. So yeah, the sketch is just about people who have. It's a fake commercial for the OG Gosh Fitness Watch. It's this watch voiced by Diana Durand, who's a Minnesota um, and a Minnesota actress yeah. and voiceover artist. Um, and it's just this, this theory that's passive aggressive. That's like, oh, you're doing fine, or eh, <laughs> good workout, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I love. Well, I being guess. that, I, I, maybe that would motivate me more. <laughs> maybe just having the steps isn't enough. Because right now, I'm just feeling guilty that I haven't. I'm, I'm only at one thousand seven hundred and fifty nine, and 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 I think you know by this time I should le- at least be at the third three thousand or three three thirty five hundred. So <laughs> maybe I needed a, a Siri to that, tell me that. Oh, you could do better. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that, and that is literally one of the lines. That, are, that, just, that the OG Gosh Fitness Watch says that she goes, well, I guess if you're not going to push yourself, you should go get those sweet Marcus cookies out of the freezer. I know it's bad. So it's very, it's very flippant and it's very sarcastic. But it's also, you know, it's making fun of the, the odd parameters we put on ourselves the True. second that clock strikes midnight. <laughs> well, and I love your idea of essentially how do we shift that? to be something that we can embrace. Like, who doesn't want to be active? Well, maybe there's some out there, but <laughs> some deep part of us at least like, of like the fact of being active. I mean, I love being outdoors, and I part of my intentions for the, the year ahead is I just have been so busy with work that I have not done as much just enjoying the outdoors and being active outdoors. And that's hard for those of us who live in the Midwest yeah. who are, you know, in negative 15 degree weather. But I also think, <laughs> you know, the idea of being active doesn't just apply to, you know, your physical health. It also applies to your mental health. Like, mm-hmm. how are you continuing to challenge yourself 
mentally every year, even if it's like, okay, I'm going to do a crossword every day, or yeah. I'm going to read more books, or I'm going to take a community ed course. Um, I think that's really important when it comes to, you know, upping your health game as well. And you can tie it to something you enjoy versus feeling like this is a punishment for your resolutions. I have been bad. So, you know, you know, bless me, Father, I have sinned, you know, sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I now need to do something to to sort of compensate for my last year. I've got to find a cure for cancer now. Please help me. Uh. I can do that Tuesday. Thursday's global warming. Saturday's, you know. But I like, Brittany, Wild. also that there um, – sometimes the language we use for this is there's all kinds of muscles. And we have mental muscles and we have spiritual muscles. And I, I like the idea that those are th- activities as well that uh, create but, different parts of ourselves. And activity is generally good. I mean <laughs> there's a sense that even if you're you're sitting on a couch and you're watching an interesting movie, that's an activity. Uh, but <laughs> Absolutely. At least, and I think <laughs> – I think Locally Grown has taken the idea of, I mean, Locally Grown, my, my company has taken the idea of being active to all of those, to like to all of those points. We have decided, you know, we're going to possibly do a live event this year, mm-hmm. which is we are going to be active physically in our community instead of just being online. Um, we are going to, you know, try to source out, uh, you know, some of our sketch writing to new writers we're going to, you know, be active in trying to expand who we have on our set. Um, and that's that was our goal, is we had oh. 80 actors and crew members on our set last year. We would like to get it to 120 this year. Wow. Um, Wonderful. Because we have so many people behind the scenes, you know, whether it's writing or camera or editing and people on set that we would love to have. There's a lot of arts and, and in our community, and we are actively trying to 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 keep it going, to make it bigger, to grow. And just to mention, because uh, we only have a, about another minute here, go to locallygrowncomedy.com because there are a, a ton of oh, an amazingly produced videos that are that are very funny. Right, and we are also on, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I think so. Yeah. But. <laughs> they are, they are. We, have, we are also, on, we're Locally Grown Comedy LLC on, um, on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok. We're very active on social media when it comes to posting our full sketches on there. Mm-hmm. We have Grammy, um, we have, you know, Grammy nominated artists that have done music, music videos for us, Emmy winning editors who have made stuff. We have it's amazing. musical theater actors and film and all this kind of stuff involved. So go and check us out. And I'm going to invite you ahead of time to December uh, 2023, and we can look back at our intentions uh, and and have a an interesting time looking. Well, how did we become active, and what ways what what happened in this last year? So thank you. And if for, we don't meet the goals, we'll check it out. That's right, right, <laughs> All right, Brittany. Uh, and, and I'm going for those ten thousand a day. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining us here on AM 950 on the Connections Radio Show. We're glad you're there. Thank you. Thank you.